Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And what movie are we recapping this week, Courtney? We are recapping a movie on Netflix called Good on Paper, starring Eliza Schlesinger. Yes, Eliza Schlesinger. Say that three times fast. Say fast. I can't even say it once fast. (laughs) I can't even say it slow. Say it slow. No, it just comes out like parallelogram. <laughs> She's one of my favorite comedians. I really love the type of jokes that she tells and uh-huh. how they're they're kind of smart jokes. They're kind of taking like the absurdity in everyday life. I really like it. I have never seen one of her stand-ups. I've seen clips. I saw one clip where she was talking about how one of the perks of being a woman is that you're always welcome in uh, children's birthday parties and around elementary schools. And parks. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I could be wearing a robe, rocking a raccoon, and we'll be like, hi, lady, we're dog. Yeah. I mean, it's just like society just doesn't think that we are a threat, you know? You know what? They, sh- they should fear women more. They should fear women? Or you? Yeah. I'll say both. <laughs> both. All five foot two. Am I five foot two? Yes. Do I have zero upper body strength? Yes. Will that <laughs> prevent me from thinking that I can take on any six foot five man in existence? No. The audacity. I will walk into that fight clearly getting ready to get my ass beat and just be like, <laughs> all right, this is it. I love it. So in this movie, it kind of mirrors her life, Eliza uh-huh. Schlesinger's life, because the main character, her name is Andrea, and she's a stand-up comedian. Yeah, and she's really trying to get into acting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that She feels like that's the next step in her career, is to go from stand-up to acting, which, good on you. You do you, boo-boo. Yeah. I support you. Get it. So this movie is basically like the trope of the very ambitious career woman, who in this case is a comedian, who is Mm -hmm. now in her mid-30s and is kind of like, wow, maybe I I should start thinking I should start thinking about settling down. She feels as though she's kind of stagnant in life right now, you know? Like her acting career is not going anywhere. She doesn't have a relationship. She's just like, hey, have I turned in to that career-driven workaholic, no time for a family person. Like, is that me? Can I just say, though, her life looks fabulous. Like, she travels all over the world. She parties with her friends. She hooks up with really hot guys. I know. Like, girl, listen, you, you're living the life. You don't, <laughs> you don't need more. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> um, But she... I can get it. Everybody kind of always questions what they don't have as if that's what they need. Right. She's on her way back home. She's in the airport. She's venting to her bestie. Um, and she drops her boarding pass. Yeah. And it's funny because she's kind of complaining to her friend on the phone about how a woman lost her boarding pass and held up the line. And right as she's yes. complaining, this guy walks up and hands her her boarding pass. And we yeah. we need to describe him. He is tall. Right. He has glasses. Right. He's wearing a suit, so he looks super... He looks like a professional. You know, he looks like... He kind of looks like a frat boy a little bit. Like a frat boy who grew up a little bit. Courtney, the description I have is so different from your description. It's insane. It's like a different person. My description is he looks like a 70s serial killer with like... Licked hair, like or like parted to the side, and then those seventies glasses, and then kind of like a off colored suit. Like it's not gray, but it's not black. It's like almost brown a little bit. He looks so creepy. Okay, listen, the seventies serial killer thing didn't even cross my mind until you said it, and I'm like, you know that tracks. That it does. He looks like the type of guy that doesn't move his arms when he walks. You know. They just stay by his sides. <laughs> Doesn't he? He he does. Okay, listen. He do, He is kind of creepy. However, I think any dude who talks to random women is a little creepy. Like, and that's the thing is that, like, 
I think all men are a little creepy. Yeah. But, Courtney, he is very, very specifically creepy. Because he's wearing okay. a he's wearing a suit, but it's not like um a suave like ooh kind of suit. It's like a you know he's about a Plato's to, closet suit. Uh, it's like a funeral director kind of suit, you know. Like he's he's gonna talk over coffin options. Like that's the kind of vibe. It's kind of like it's mismatched, so it looks like he stole both parts of it from different people. Mm-hmm. To like Frankenstein it together to look like to like look like an outfit. Yeah. Well, and and Andrea, our heroine, she doesn't have a conversation with this guy. He just gives her the boarding pass, and then they go their mm-hmm. separate ways. So Andrea's flying first class. When she gets to her seat, she finds that the guy comes up, the guy that gave her the boarding mm-hmm. pass, and he's sitting right next to her. He's trying to talk to her, and like she has her earbuds in, which is clearly like the universal public sign. To, like, I don't want to be bothered. It's that and reading a book. Like, if someone has headphones in or they're reading a book, for the love of Jesus, leave them alone. Yeah, they are interested in conversation, okay? If they have one earbud out, then, like, you can approach them if necessary. But, like, not with words. You can hold up a finger, kind of, like, questioning, you know? Just kind of like, hey, can I? Can I? (laughs) Yeah, like, don't. I don't know. It's. Uh, this dude looks like he's used to asking girls to take out their earbuds. To take out their earbuds, yeah. Yeah, he's used to motioning for them to yeah. remove them. He, like, leans over and says something to her while she's listening to her earbuds. And he's like, you're Andrea Singer, right? And she's like, oh, my God, like, he recognizes me. She's yeah. like, yeah, no autographs. You know, she's just, like, playing around. They're bantering and they have really good banter, but I think it's because she's really witty and smart and funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the kind of thing where she's holding, she's really holding up the conversation. She's propping it up. Yeah, she she's carrying the conversation because she's good at conversing with people. And he's just sort of feeding off of that energy and just injecting conversation wherever he can within that. He mentions really awkwardly, it's kind of nobody asked, but he just mentions that his girlfriend is a model, which I think does two things. I think it simultaneously lowers her guard because this guy has Mm -hmm. a girlfriend, so he's not trying to get with her. And it also makes him kind of more attractive by proxy because it's like, who is this guy that looks like a 70s? Who is this guy that looks like a 70s serial killer and then at the same time has a model for a girlfriend? Yeah, it does. It paints him in a different light. It makes him appealing Mm -hmm. because other women find him appealing. Other pretty women by indicating that she's a model. Right. Yeah, that's some psychological bullshit. Um, (laughs) And whatever. Mind tricks. They have a pretty decent conversation on the plane. Yeah. And, you know, they part ways. She had mentions to him that she has um, a stand up that night at some place. And they just kind of leave it at that. He shows up at her show and he comes up after the show to talk to her. And she invites him out to drink with uh, with her best friend. Yeah. She's like, hey, she's like, I'm going over to my friend's bar. You should come because your girlfriend should come also. You know, where is she at? He's like, oh, her shoot ran late. She'll, you know, I'd love to have a drink. She can meet us there. Andrea, our heroine, kind of narrates for us the story. And Mm -hmm. she calls him charming. And she also says that he is equally pompous and humble. And a low-key alcoholic. (laughs) And a low-key alcoholic. But he's got, like, sweaty pits, which listen, same, okay? I sweat when I'm nervous. He kind of acts like an alien who's in, like, a human flesh suit for the first time. Oh, my God, yes. There's something so awkward about him. There's something so innately uncomfortable. It's it's just weird. He just, he walks and talks and interacts with people weird. I don't understand why she keeps hanging, why she keeps hanging out with him. Yeah, why she invited him out in the first place. I I don't get it. (laughs) She kind of does draw light to this where she talks about how, like, sometimes we ignore our instincts. Mm -hmm. 
like we want to be wrong. And I think instinctually she was turned off by him and something was telling her this guy is weird, but she keeps she's talking herself into liking him by calling him charming. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is charming about him? I, I don't know, but she she keeps hanging out with him. He's helping her with audition videos and reading lines, and they're essentially dating with no benefits at this point. Well, I mean, they're not really dating because she's sleeping with, you know, way hotter guys. I said dating with no benefits. Is that that what you call friendship? (laughs) Are we dating without benefits? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I mean, well, here's the thing. There's friendship, but then somebody is attracted to the other person in that friendship, it starts getting kind of weird. And it's clear that Dennis has feelings for her. And it's also clear that she is not attracted to him at all. Yeah, she's not. I mean, she says as much. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting because when they started hanging out, he said he had a girlfriend. And then she says he never he kind of stopped bringing up the girlfriend and Mm -hmm. Andrea never saw the girlfriend. So she just kind of assumed that they broke up. Yeah, and he was just a dude, and he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. But they are hanging out a lot. Mm-hmm. He's coming to all her shows, and after one in particular, uh, they're leaving, and a heckler that was in the crowd kind of approaches... Do we ever say dude's name? Oh, my gosh, we didn't. His name is Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dennis. Yeah, we just labeled him creepy guy, so... <laughs> yeah, so Andrea, Dennis, Andrea's bestie, and bestie's girlfriend are leaving the club after the stand-up routine, and this heckler just approaches them and starts, you know, just taunting Andrea. Andrea, you know, doesn't doesn't really phase her. She says it happens all the time. Bestie, on the other hand, is this short Asian woman who is ready to throw hands and fuck this dude up. Yeah. Like, she wants confrontation. Bestie wants confrontation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so Dennis... I mean, for a second there, I thought he was going to kind of handle the situation, but he really didn't. He kind of stands up for Andrea, but not really. They all just kind of walk away. No, he doesn't. He steps behind Andrea. Oh, my gosh. Really? I didn't notice that. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, nope, not today. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And so Dennis, you know, they're hanging out all the time. Dennis and Andrea are. um, And he takes her out for dinner. And while at dinner, he just blurts out, I want you to be my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, up until this point, I think she was certain that he understood their arrangement, which was basically like, she's a comedian. She works odd hours. Mm-hmm. She just likes someone who who can hang out with her, you know, at her, uh-huh. on her crazy schedule. And to be fair, I think... She's so pretty. I think she knew she was leading him on. Mm-hmm. Like, women know. I I feel like women know, but also, I feel like he also knew that she was kind of uninterested. Yeah. This whole time that Andrea has been hanging out with Dennis, um, he has been kind of alluding to the mm-hmm. fact that he has a lot of money. So he's he's always said that he works as a, as a hedge fund manager yeah. And at one point he even said to Andrea, like, oh, I bought you this necklace. It's at the store. It's getting fixed. It's getting fitted because they messed it up. Mm-hmm. And he had complimented Andrea's bestie on an expensive whiskey that she had at her bar. He says that him and his dad used to drink it. His dad is dead. So he's giving away some very generic, not provable, really, Personal information, you know? This is where my true crime kind of uh, mind takes over. Uh Uh-huh. Where I just kind of think, like, Andrea doesn't know anything about this dude. Like She She doesn't. She really doesn't. Like, she's never been over to his place. All she knows about him is what he has told her, which, like, when you think about it, is how all relationships begin. Like, all we know Mm -hmm. about people is what they tell us. But you really shouldn't be letting a random person you met on a plane into your house 
and Mm -hmm. give them access to your personal life before you know anything about them. Well, all she knows is he went to Yale. He's a hedge fund manager. He currently lives in an apartment, but he just bought a house. This is essentially what she knows. And it's all very generic information. Oh, and his dad passed away. So, like, that's... yeah all pretty generic information but she also she's not crazy like we are because we would have fact checked this shit already i mean you know it's interesting because obviously this is a new movie it takes place basically in current days you don't Mm -hmm. see her at any point looking him up on social media i know strike one you know especially if he doesn't have any social media right Like, not even that, like, forgotten account from college Mm. that you started and posted a few drunken pictures to and then never went back to. (laughs) The old, the OG Facebook. I mean, nobody tagged him in a picture of a Facebook account that he later deleted. The the point is that Andrea didn't even go looking. And to a certain extent, it was just like this guy fit into her life as a friend and Mm -hmm. she wasn't interested in questioning anything about it. Yeah, and at the dinner where he just blurts out pretty unceremoniously, right. I want you to be my girlfriend. Uh, he says, I know you better than you know yourself. First of all, no. Second of all, ill. Yeah. <laughs> and then he pulls out a fucking pro and con list that he made on Excel. Okay, that kind of got me a little bit. I love pro and con lists. <laughs> uh, me too, but I don't, I should not have to provide one in a potential relationship like, listen, if you need a pro-con list to convince her, it ain't it for you, babe. It ain't it yeah. for you. Yeah, you're already lost. It's an uphill battle. Yeah. You know, she kind of sidesteps the question like, eh, no, me, I don't. Dennis, this is weird. You're just in a silly, goofy mood. So Andrea, You know, obviously, she's been going to auditions. She's trying to make it. She has a rival, and her rival is getting all the shows, all the movies, Mm -hmm. and actually has a billboard on Hollywood. And Andrea shows that billboard to Dennis, and she Uh says, like, one day, I'm going to have that billboard. You know what? Dream big. Yeah. My goal is to one day get famous enough to to be asked to be on Mass Singer. But you you can't sing. Uh, not everybody on Mass Singer can sing. Listen, I'm fully prepared to go home episode one. Really? Some people go on there and they can't sing? Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I'm fully prepared to go home on episode one. Yeah. Like, dream big. <laughs> so Dennis has been helping her, you know, with audition tapes and everything. And one of the audition tapes that he helped her with, she ended up getting the part. It's for some movie called or TV show called Space Cadet. Yeah. And she finds out that she got the part and she is a. Ast- Static. Yeah, I mean, it's, it feels like everything's falling into place for her. But the thing is that she'd have to go to Vancouver to film. Um, Which I guess it's not that big of a deal. You know, I mean, it's not like she's going from New York to L.A. Well, I, I think it's also it's short term. So it's not she's not moving to Vancouver. She's just going there to film. But wh- when she tells Dennis, he doesn't seem very happy about it. Yeah, he doesn't seem extremely happy about it. Did you hear when he said, I guess we're going to Vancouver? And she said, and she said, what? And he said, "Uh, I said, I guess you're going to Vancouver. Sorry, the connection's bad. (laughs) Yeah. And he he wants to take her out. And she's like, oh, no, I can't. I have a date. She goes on this date and she seems to be having a really good time. While she's on this date, Dennis calls her and he is sobbing. Mm Mm-hmm. He just found out that day that his mother is sick with cancer. He's a blubbering mess. Like, he's, like, he's hysterically sobbing. And so Andrea, being a good friend, because, you know, regardless of kind of his weirdness, Dennis has been a really good friend to Andrea. He's always there when she wants to hang out. He listens to her. So Mm -hmm. she kind of feels that this is her chance to be a good friend. Yeah, so she leaves her date. Dennis comes back to her place And, you know, she's like, hey, I'm really sorry. That really sucks. You know, I want you to know I'm here for you. You know, he's still crying. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so she hands him like a bottle of tequila and a bag of shrooms. And she's like, drink this, eat this. And he's like, what? She's like, (laughs) yeah. She takes a bite of the shroom and a shot of the tequila. He 
takes a shot of the tequila and he's like, do I eat the whole shroom? And she goes, no, you take a bite. I thought you said you went to college. <laughs> Don't you know, didn't they teach you that in college, how to take the shrooms? Yeah. And so they're all high on shrooms and they go out dancing. They're at a club. It's loud. It's crowded. The lights are pulsing mm-hmm. in different colors. They're dancing. They're having a blast. Mm-hmm. They get they get even more drunk and mm-hmm. high. And they they end up making out. Like first he kisses her and then she kisses him. And they spend the night together. After he kisses her, she pulls away. And then she just kind of like turns him around and then kisses him. And then she leads him away. When they wake up in the morning, they're in bed together. I don't know if they slept together, but I think we can kind of reasonably assume that they did. You know? Yeah. Andrea is sort of narrating the story for us. And she said she doesn't know what led her to do it, but she thinks it was the feeling of wanting to be wanted. Mm. And so she tells Dennis, like, I want to be your girlfriend. Girl, just take a moment. Take a moment. Think about it. I think she's feeling a lot of feelings right now. I think she's feeling sorry for him because his mom has cancer. Mm -hmm. I think she's feeling grateful for their friendship because he's always there for her. Mm -hmm. I think she probably is feeling guilty for not being attracted to him when he's attracted to her. Yeah, she she is settling for him out of comfort. You know, the feeling of wanting to be wanted. Like, she's not into him. Yeah. Some time passes, and Andrea's talking to her bestie about Dennis. Her bestie's like, hey, so, like, you've never seen his place? She's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, he he comes to mind. Uh, he, you know, he just bought a house. He only uses his apartment for, like, storage and sleeping um, until, like, he gets moved into the new house. And her bestie can clearly smell the bullshit at this point, you know? There's a lot of red flags, and Andrea's just breezing right by them like it's a fucking carnival. Well, it's an obstacle course of red flags, and she mm-hmm. has to hurl herself over them, and she has to duck underneath them, and she has to do, like, mm-hmm. body rolls around them. The red flags are there. There's something weird about this guy. Everyone can see it. Uh-huh. She could see it. She's just ignoring it. Oh, yeah. Her best friend is like, Hey, uh, I don't know, man. Like, like it. This guy sounds strange. And Andrea's like, No, no, no. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Um, Andrea and Bestie are at the gym working out, and they get in Andrea's car to leave. And her her Bestie sees this box in the back. She's like, Oh, hey, what are these? And she's like, Oh my god, they were five hundred dollars, but I got Dennis the exact tumblers that him and his dad used to drink that special whiskey out of. I thought it would be a really cute gift for him. Bestie goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You just spent $500 on tumblers for a dude whose apartment you've never seen? Yeah, I mean, they just started dating. And granted that Andrea, I guess, has money now that she's on that show. But also, like, how quickly do you get paid for being on a show? I don't know. Because she suddenly has a new car and is buying $500 gifts. I'm just like, you might want to slow down. Maybe she got an advance, like book royalties. I don't know how that works. But I'm just like, maybe you should slow down before you blow all your money. Oh, for sure. But Bestie, you know what? She has the best... She has the best in mind for her girl, you know? She wants the best for Andrea. And Bestie says, let's go give Dennis these tumblers now. And Andrea is just like, you know what? Yes, let's do that. I can show you that, you know, he lives where he says he lives. You know, I can give you all this information. I can prove to you that nothing shady is going on here. Let's go. Bestie's like, all right, let's fuck around to find out. Let's go. They show up to this raggedy-looking single-family home, but it's tiny. Mm-hmm. And when they go in, when they knock on the door, these two girls come out. And they're like, oh, you must be Andrea. Dennis told us all about you. And Andrea is so confused. She's like, and who are you? And they're like, oh, we're his roommates. Like, he has two roommates. Keep in mind, this guy the whole time has led Andrea to believe that he has a lot of money. One of his roommates is really weird. <laughs> Um, One looks really sweet and nice and she's friendly and the other looks like a vampire. She looks like a mortician. (laughs) No. Yeah. Doesn't look. She looks like what I think morticians look like. I've actually never seen a mortician or met one and I'm sure they're lovely people. But if I had to imagine what a mortician looks like. She looks like Morticia Adams. She looks like Morticia Adams. (laughs) And she also acts like her. She just has like the air of creepiness. 
death becomes her. Yeah. Yeah. Andrea is clearly confused. She's like, what the fuck? Well, she's kind of pissed now because she's like, how the hell did Dennis forget to tell me that he has two roommates? She just kind of hands the tumblers off and is like, give these to Dennis. And then she leaves. Her and Bestie get back in the car. She immediately calls Dennis like, what the fuck? And Dennis's tone switches real fucking quick. Doesn't he say something like, I can't talk to you when you're this irrational or something to that effect of he he tries to flip it. He tries to gaslight her and he's like, I, you know, like I will not stand for this kind of scrutiny and I will not discuss this with you right now. And he just hangs up on her. Yeah. Like, first of all, sir, sir, you don't get to hang up on me when I just found revelations. I will burn your fucking house down. Well, and then he, you know, he deflects when she tries to confront him. So Dennis and Andrea, actually Andrea planned a trip for them. They were supposed Mm -hmm. to go on a trip together. And now she's not sure if they're going on that trip because she just found out he's, you know, he doesn't live where he says he lives. Mm -hmm. When he comes to get her for the trip, she's like, are you kidding me? Like, we're not going to act like this didn't happen. You lied to me about where you live. Mm -hmm. And then he explains to her the situation. He tells her that, you know, he should have been honest with her, but he let the two roommates move in, you know, to help take care of his mom and to help them out on money because, you know, they were running low on money. So they're living there for free. He's saying the roommates needed help. The roommates needed money. He's doing he's letting them stay there for free to help them. Yeah, to help them. Because he has money. He, like, he's good. Yeah. He's, he graduated from Yale. He's a hedge fund manager. Like, he's fine. Everything's fine. Andrea just eats this shit up a little bit, you know? I think she was so desperate for a logical answer that he could have honestly have told her, oh, yeah, those were just my neighbors. They were just fucking around with you. Yeah. And she would have believed him. That's so true. It's funny because it would have been such a simpler explanation. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not my roommates. Those were my neighbors. They were just fucking around. And she had been like, okay, let's go. So she ends up going on this vacation with him. She has her bags packed and everything. And at this point, Andrea is just being dumb, right? Like, yeah, there are too many questions, too many red flags for you to just go off on a trip with this guy. But right mm-hmm. before she leaves, she gets a call from her best friend who is obviously doing her homework. Yes. Her best friend is like, hey, Andrea, I tried researching him and I don't think he went to Yale. Yeah. She said that there is only one dude with his name that graduated from Yale and he graduated in 1980, right. which would make him much older right. than this Dennis. And Andrea just doesn't want to hear it. She essentially blows Bestie off and says, you know what? I know what I'm doing. I don't care. I got to go. Oh, my gosh. To be that friend who's trying to talk the other friend. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think we've all been, to a certain extent, the friend who wants yeah. to help the friend see the truth. But thankfully, I've never been in a situation where my friend's life might be at risk because they're dating someone <laughs> who's, like, possibly not who they say they are. Like, thankfully, that's never happened. Listen, if I found out that my best friend's boyfriend she was currently dating lied about anything anything including his blood type anything like that his gpa i would literally blast the shit out of him she wouldn't be able to hide from me i would show up at that fucking hotel and be like excuse me excuse me yeah and like she knows it like you will talk to me about all these red flags Oh, man. But Andrea does not want to see the truth. She goes on this trip. And you know what? Mm -hmm. It's about to get interesting because on this trip is Andrea's Mm -hmm. cousin and his and her cousin's wife. And Andrea's cousin is like this frat guy, but he graduated from Yale. So he Uh he's a Yale grad. So is his wife. They're both. They both graduated from Yale and they're both doctors. And so she, Andrea, really thinks that Dennis and her cousin will bond and be friends because they both went to Yale. And trust me, if somebody went to Yale, you fucking know they went to Yale. Yeah. It's like their personality traits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Listen, if I went to Yale, that would be my whole personality. But um, yeah, they go 
on this vacation to this like fancy resort. And Andrea says like, hey, Dennis, remember how you told me that you used to play golf at Yale? Well, I bought mm-hmm. us like I bought us a uh, golf tickets or whatever it's called. Yeah. There's like a name to it. TT tickets. Around. Whatever. <laughs> she, yeah. She's like, I bought us a round of golf. You know, she's really excited. Dennis is not that excited. He's being super fucking weird. The golf game goes so badly because Dennis is so weird about his details of his time, his supposed time at Yale. Uh At this point, like, we're all suspicious. Like, we all know something's up with him. And the way he's dodging questions, it's very obvious that he didn't go to Yale. It's very obvious to everyone except Andrea. Yeah, she... You know, her cousin asks, you know, which school he went to. And he's like, Yale, bro. And the guy laughs like, you're funny because there's different colleges in Yale. You know, there's like Mm -hmm. different schools within the school. It's also clear that he does not play golf. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. He pretends to throw his back in order to get out of playing. But you know what this made me think of? It's like con men. This is what they do and why it's so hard to catch them in a lie because they double down. So... Up until the, that, the last minute, they double down. And so he's doubling down on going to Yale, even though it's obvious he doesn't. He uh-huh. made bets about playing golf with the cousin, even though he knew he didn't know how to play golf, only to pretend to throw his back at the last second. Oh, yeah. Um, but he also forgot that, like, both of these people are doctors. Yeah. So they both run to help him. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I... He's like, I threw my back. My dad had back problems. The cousin's wife says, uh, back problems aren't genetic. Yeah. And he's like, I know, but um, I, I got my back problems when I was in a car accident with my dad. And we both hurt our back in the same exact spot. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, sir, your lies aren't even good anymore. They're not. But, and you know... It just, it seems far-fetched that Andrea would believe him. But the crazy thing is, like, this happens in real life. Yeah. There are women that are being conned by men in real life. Oh, for sure. I'm so, like, mad on her behalf. Like, she's not, she's a character in a movie. And (laughs) I am so ragey on her behalf. I want to punch him in the throat and the dick at the same time. Just double punch, dick and throat. Just pa-pa. A double, a double tap. Double double attack. (laughs) (sighs) Things get even weirder. I think Andrea is starting to kind of see the red flags now. Mm -hmm. Later that night, when Andrea and Dennis are in bed, you know, she asks him, hey, how's your back? And he says that he took a hot shower and he feels a whole lot better. And and she just goes, can I see your diploma? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, what? She's like, can I see your diploma? He's like, it's probably like in a closet somewhere. I guess I can dig it out for you. And she keeps, she's asking him other questions and he has an answer for all of it. But they're also like super gaslighty answers. Yeah. You can see my diploma. It's probably on a shelf in a closet at my, you know, at my mom's place. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Let's go over there this weekend. You know, you can meet my mom and then go through her stuff looking for my diploma. It's kind of that thing, like I was saying, where con men double down because mm-hmm. they paint themselves into corners because now he has told her, hey, we're going to my mom's house to see my diploma. Bitch, what diploma? We know you don't have a diploma. Yeah. Like, are you going to print one out? Are you going to have one made? Are you going to steal one? But the wild thing is that <laughs> you're going to steal one. <laughs> you're going to break into someone's house and steal their Yale diploma. Yeah. He's going to steal her cousin's diploma and just cross out his name and write Dennis Kelly above it in Sharpie. What I don't get is that Andrea's friend already told her that she did research. Like, it's all Googleable. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. You can Google fucking all of this. And she didn't want to believe her friend. So my question is, if he is somehow able to produce a diploma... Like he photoshopped it. Is she going to believe that over her friend's research? First of all, if you believe something, a man that you just met not that long ago over your bestie, like straight to jail, straight to fucking jail. Yes. And then also over internet receipts. Like 
the proof is in the pudding. Like, it's all there. The fact that Andrea is ignoring all of these red flags and proof of them. Just, you're going to die, Andrea. You're going to die, and we're not even going to be sad about it. If you're going to be a silly goose, then you can get in the pond, bitch. All right? (laughs) Andrea, this is like her first day on set of her Space Cadet TV show. And while they're doing the table read... Somebody interrupts and is like, oh, yeah, we just had to get, you know, our get like our visitor, you know, a drive on pass real quick. You know, it's going to be a real treat. And sure the fuck enough, her arrival stretched through that fucking door. Yeah. And just starts stealing all of the attention. And the reason that this girl is Andrea's rival is because they both started at the same time. But her rival somehow got a big break. And so Andrea is, you know, she's kind of jealous that she hasn't gotten as far as this other girl. Well, and see, the rival is not even mean to her. No, she's very nice. It's that kind of thing where you when you don't like someone, even when they're nice to you, it annoys you. After the table read this day, Andrea is on her way to go meet Dennis because they're supposed to go see his mom today. And find his diploma. (laughs) And he texts her and says, hey, babe, sorry, had to rush mom to UCLA. You know, we'll reschedule. And at this point, she's had a shitty day. Her best friend keeps telling her that, you know, all these red flags exist. Andrea has been fucking ignoring them. And so she's like, you know what, motherfucker? No, we are. I'm going to go meet your mom right the fuck now. Okay, I'm showing up at your house. Yeah, problem is, when she gets out to her car, the tires are flat, which, Uh you know, very suspicious. (laughs) And what does Andrea do? The same thing we all do. She sort of holds her rival hostage and makes her drive her. She gets, her rival pulls up and she's like, hey, do you need help? And Andrea's like, you know what? I do. She gets in the car and her rival's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Andrea's like, nope, you're taking me where I need to go. (laughs) She's like, I meant like, should I call security for you? And she's like, fucking drive. Oh, God. She picks up her friend, her best friend along the way, and they go to the address that Dennis gave her first of all her best friend hops into this fucking car prepared for a zombie apocalypse oh my gosh you're so right (laughs) she has like a backpack full of like mres and beef jerky and water purifying tabs how to survive in the wilderness book she's a down bitch like she's the friend you want in time of a of a crisis that bitch probably has a binder she probably does have a, a courtney binder of doom anyways um, they show up where Dennis says he lives, okay? Bestie and rival wait in the car while Andrea kind of preps herself and, you know, pep talks herself. And she goes up to the door and she knocks. A lady answers the door and she's speaking, you know, she speaks Spanish. It's very clear that English is this lady's second language. She doesn't speak very good English. Andrea's like, hi, um, is, is Dennis here? And the lady calls over her shoulder like, Denise... Yeah. And then another lady pops up, whose name is obviously Denise. Denise says, yeah, no, you have the wrong house. Yeah. This is where Andrea's world starts kind of like pulsating around her because she realizes Mm -hmm. like, he freaking lied to me. Yeah. Andrea goes to eat her feelings with street tacos, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. we should all do. Yeah. So Andrea, Rival, and Bestie are just, it's nighttime at this point. They're just like sitting on the street curb eating tacos and Rival tells them like, hey, I have to be on set early tomorrow. Like, I can't really be going doing all this shit with you tonight. The Rival tells Andrea like, hey, I'm not your enemy. Like, we're not against each other. Like, I'm proud of you and everything you've done. And, you know, you should be proud of me and everything I've done. They kind of have this cute like heart to heart. They do. They really have a cute heart to heart. And. You know, they're like, oh, are we friends now? Did we just become best friends? We're just totally friends. Female relationships are a little more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Bestie's purging all the research to Andrea that she did on Dennis. Mm -hmm. He's an assistant at a bank. Yeah. He did not go to Yale. He's not a hedge fund manager. Bestie and Andrea come up with a plan to get him to spill his guts. This plan... 
it, it goes a little overboard, uh-huh, uh-huh. which, like, listen, it can happen to anyone. You know, I, I, I can see how we can go from, like, hey, let me confront my boyfriend about his lying to, like, hey, let me get my boyfriend intoxicated, bring him down to the basement of the bar, tie him up, and record his confession. Like, I, I get how I can get there. I get how I can get there, but you left out the part where after they're tr- carrying his unconscious, because that's exactly what they do. They get him really fucking drunk and he passes <laughs> out in like an alley. And so Bestie yeah. covers him up with a cardboard box. She said so no one would take him. Like, who would take yeah. him? <laughs> so they drag his unconscious body back into yeah. the, uh, the back room of the bar, but they shut his side and the door <laughs> and a huge piece of his, like a huge chunk of flesh falls off. And when they open the door to like move him, Andrea's like, oh my God, what is that? What is that? And Bessie's like, oh my God, it's flesh. It's his flesh. It's his flesh. <laughs> and she's like, we'll put it back. So Bessie tries to just like shove the flesh back on a gaping wound and they can't. So she gets a little blowtorch and Andrea's like, we have to cauterize the wound. I played, I played a nurse on, oh my God. I played a nurse on a medical drama once. And so she's like blowtorching his side and he doesn't wake oh up. Oh my God. Oh my God. It goes so badly. It goes so poorly. And they literally, like, tie his waist to a chair. Like, his arms aren't even restrained. They just tie his waist to a chair so he doesn't fall over. Yeah. She's like, no, let's record his confession. All I want is answers. Let's record his confession. I mean, they are the most inept, like, kidnappers ever. I know. I don't think they even realize that they're kidnapping him. It's like an accidental kidnapping. Like, hey, we just want the truth. Hey, let's get him intoxicated. Hey, let's tie him to this chair. And at this point, she knows that he lied about everything. Yeah. And so when he finally comes to, she just starts beating the shit out of him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> demanding answers at this point it's it's getting a little intense yeah <laughs> it's getting a little intense and she's like what are you going to he's like what are you going to do to me she's like nothing i just want answers and so he does he confesses everything that you know he heard her on the phone he saw her he paid to upgrade his ticket to sit next to her it's it's kind of his villain monologue but the mm-hmm. thing is i feel like con men and and pathological liars, mm-hmm. they will not confess. Like, you couldn't get a pathological liar to just say, oh, you're right, that was a lie. This is the truth. They're going to find a way to make their lie the truth. Oh, for sure. For sure. They are um, not about to admit to lying strictly for deceiving because he paints this as, I just really wanted to get to know you. So I had to lie. Right. And man- basically manufacture a whole new life to get you to pay attention to me. Like, fuck off, asshole. No. Yeah. Obviously, she's not blameless in this situation because there was a part Mm-mm. of her that wanted to believe this and ignored the red flags. And that's kind of the, the truth we need to confront is that sometimes we want to be lied to. And sometimes we know lies are lies, but we just want to believe them because we don't know if the truth is worse, you know? Right, right. So, you know, after she gets her answers, she essentially is like, get the fuck out of here. I never want to see you again. She's like, you could have untied yourself the whole time, by the way. Fucking moron. (laughs) But that is unfortunately not where the story ends for Andrea. Well, it's funny because I thought that would be kind of the end of the movie of Mm -hmm. like, oh, she moves on with her life. Nope. She gets arrested for assault and kidnapping. Yeah, um, because he went to the cops and was like, hey, my girlfriend um, kidnapped me, held me hostage, and then assaulted me. He drags her into court. But, like, where's the lie, though? You know what I mean? Like, he's not lying. I mean, he's not lying. But how, like, what kind of fucking audacity does it take to know everything you did mm-hmm. and then still go to the cops? Like, mm, she physically hurt me after I emotionally hurt her. Fuck off. I think we might be on different sides of the aisle here. My girlfriend <laughs> held me hostage. <laughs> Cry me a river. You held her hostage in the lie of a life. You held her hostage in a fake relationship. <laughs> I will die on this hill. Okay? I will die on this hill. 
I mean, I like that she got charged and is facing consequences because what she did wasn't right. Like, two wrongs don't make a right, Courtney. Um, what she did was right. <laughs> it's exactly what you would do. It's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> Actually, I would have pretended. I would have played dumb. I would have played dumb, gathered a whole bunch of information, organized neatly into a Excel spreadsheet that was printed out and then tabbed into a binder. Mm -hmm. Then I would have gotten him like alone on a boat somewhere where he had to fucking listen to me Mm -hmm. and been like, all right, now let's talk about your deception. Mm-hmm. and went through it like page by page by page then i would have like psychologically hurt him really badly and then i would have a, had a helicopter come and rescue me from the ship okay what is what is the budget for for this scenario you know i would have made it work cuz i don't like what is what is the budget for this revenge scenario because you you have a boat you have a helicopter okay first um, of all you can rent a boat and a helicopter for like the boat's cheaper, so you can rent a boat for like two hundred bucks for twelve hours, and then a helicopter. You can rent a helicopter for an hour for like three hundred dollars. So we're talking about five hundred dollars. All right. You know what? I have to say that is pretty doable. That's yeah. doable for revenge. Yeah. Yeah. I would have psychologically tortured him, um, uh-huh. made him feel like a piece of shit, and then left him alone on a boat in the middle of fucking nowhere. Okay. I'm scared of you sometimes. Listen, a boat's not that hard to drive. Find your own way home. Me and my helicopter and this pilot dude um, are leaving. Yeah. You're lucky I didn't shove your ass over the side of this fucking boat. (laughs) So, yeah, now Andrea is facing trial for assault and kidnapping. Side note, as she should be. Um... Uh -uh. (laughs) No. But... They, you know, they do the testimony and, and, you know, obviously he talks about how he was assaulted and how terrified he was. He Mm -hmm. paints himself as like the scared victim. That he just loved Andrea so much and he can't believe that she would do this to him. Mm -hmm. Andrea's lawyer, you know, kind of brings up like, didn't you lie to her about everything in your life? Yeah. And his attorney's like, listen, regardless of whether he lied or not. That does not give Miss Singer the right to do this to him. Mm. And then Andrea takes the stand and is like, all I wanted was answers. And he continued to gaslight me and lie to me. And when I finally found out the truth, I just sort of snapped. Well, she gives a very feminist speech about how men gaslight women and then make them out to be the crazy one, Mm -hmm. Uh, which, like, you know, I agree. But also, respectfully, ma'am, you are the crazy one. Is she really the crazier one here? (laughs) She is. No, no, no. Okay, let's back up just a second, okay? She is not the crazier one in this situation. He paid $1,300 to manufacture this meet cute with her, pretended to have a girlfriend, lied about his mom, his dad, his residence, his job, Mm -hmm. and then continued to lie to her even after she started questioning it and just doubled down on his lies. She snapped once. She didn't even really kidnap him. He was already there in the bar, okay? So, like, she didn't even really hold him hostage. He could have got up and left anytime he wanted to. He just chose not to. Did she assault him? Yes. Um, So is she really the fucking crazy one here? Uh, Listen, I'm going to plead the fifth because uh, I'm scared of you right now. (laughs) She is not the crazy one. She tied his waist to a chair because he was unconscious and he could have fallen over and gotten even more hurt. Did she slam his side in a door? Yes. Did she blow torch his side to cauterize the wound? Yes. Did she smack him several times? Yes. Um, But Mm -hmm. literally, how much taller is he than her? A fucking lot. Did he not notice Mm -hmm. his arms were free the whole fucking time? Not only is he crazier, he's also fucking dumb. Well, you know what? I'll tell you this, Courtney. The I guess the jury was, you know, I guess the jury sided with your reasoning and her reasoning because... Andrea got out of these charges with just, what, a restraining order? Yep, just a restraining order. She has to stay a thousand feet away from him at all times. This is really, really wild to me. I mean, I guess it's a happily ever after. (laughs) Well, listen, what I don't understand is, isn't 
what Dennis did, kind of the same thing that Anna from Eventing Anna did, and she got arrested for it. Why was he not arrested for anything? Well, because he didn't take money from anyone. I guess. That was the whole thing. Like, Anna Delvey was arrested for financial crimes and for fraud. Like, she defrauded banks for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, like, I guess. But, like, (laughs) ugh. He belongs on a boat in the middle of nowhere. Anyways, as sort of her, you know, a happily ever after to Andrea's story, she finally gets her billboard. Only... Oh, she does. It's not what you think. Well, remember that billboard that her rival was on and she would flick it off and she always wanted to be on it? hmm Well, she took something that Dennis gave her. He he once gave her a very, very hideous-looking, like, almost penis-shaped ring. Yeah. It, the stones were penis-shaped. Like, to be fair, I didn't think it was penis-shaped. It was, it was just a very outdated stone ring. It was ugly. It was horrendous. But anyway, she sold that and she put up a billboard on uh, right on the billboard where her rival used to be. Yeah. And it has a picture of Dennis and a huge arrow that points to it and says, he's a liar. He did not go to Yale. Do not date him. Um, I I would say money well spent, but uh, well spent. She chose revenge over kind of furthering her own career because she obviously had the money for the billboard and she could have put herself on the billboard. And in- instead, she chooses revenge. I will always choose revenge. I feel like you relate to her a lot more than I do. Listen, oh, for I sure. love revenge. I love revenge just as much as the next girl, but I just don't understand some of these <laughs> some of these decisions. <laughs> Oh, I completely understand them. Like, I feel like she was really tame in some of her actions and decisions. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I would have set his house on fire. Anyway, that's the movie. You know, it was more a cautionary tale than it was a romance. But I I wish they would have just let the movie be what it was instead of cutting in a bunch of her stand-up routines. Yeah, that's probably like my only critique is that I really wish that they hadn't, you know, cut, they hadn't put all that in there. Maybe one at the beginning and one at the end would have been fine. Right. It was like all throughout the movie they kept cutting in stand-up routines. But anyway, that's the tea. Teapot is empty for today. Don't worry, more is brewing and on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.